two, three. It's Cash Color Canvas, a high level of conversation, not at Live Hip Hop Daily TV tonight. We're actually in Urban Grove Media Studios, which is AKA my house, um, for a <laughs> Zoom interview with an amazing guest, man. Uh, um, and before, we, like, before we get to our guests, as always, this episode is sponsored by Atlantibus Clothing. Um, everything from our drug lord to our Atlantibus to our new line, Return of the Vipers, are available now on AtlantibusClothing.com. So please stop by there and shop today. Um, and, and, but I was excited. Like I say, I got a super dope guest who I've been should have interviewed like forever ago again it was my fault i own that one a hundred percent should have been to this interview but i got keeper smith bolden the trailblazer uh, respected healthcare professional and the marijuana guru of connecticut <laughs> on cash color canvas podcast with me today how you doing keeper i am doing quite well how are you <laughs> i'm doing great you know we was just kind of joking off air that you've actually been living your best life this weekend because it was your birthday <laughs> yes yeah. Well, one happy birthday, happy birthday. Uh, how did you, you celebrate your birthday this year? So I went to Aruba. I took myself to Aruba. <laughs> um, it was an amazing trip. I like did everything I wanted to do. It, I mean, it, it was just so great. And um, and I bought myself a car for my birthday. <laughs> oh, you sure you got a Tesla? Facts. Yes. <laughs> I like those. I've only been in a Tesla one time, and it was Uber. But I was amazed. I felt like it was in the Jetsons. I. And see, I secretly wanted to be a Jetson like my whole life. So like, you know, I got a, I got an Apple Watch. I love all kinds of techie things. You know, I make sure I'm, I'm, I'm connected. So like, I needed the Tesla like in my life, and and I worked and I saved and I, I'm, I was ready. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man. Also, that's crazy that you said the Jetsons. I really don't remember any black people in the Jetsons. Are you? You would have been it. I would have been it. I could have been it. Maybe I still can be. Yeah, you know what? Shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars. I don't know if you watch Lovecraft Country, but but anything yes. is possible. Yes. <laughs> anything All I anything gotta is do possible. Is say my name. Mm -hmm. Whatever I want to do. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's get into this interview though. Uh, for those who don't know, please state your name and tell us what you do. Okay, so my name is Kebra Smith Bolden. I'm a registered nurse, but specifically a cannabis nurse. And um, I do a lot of things in the industry from advocacy to education. Um, but my business that is uh, kind of, you know, doing really well in the industry is Canna Health. And we help people get their medical cannabis certifications or their medical marijuana card, the weed card, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's what we do in Connecticut, and now we're in four additional states, well, three states in the district, in DC, Maryland, um, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. <laughs> All right, boss it up, I like that. Um, you know, I've actually had a chance to be friends with a lot of nurses, and I know that that's a very, um, it's, it's, it's one of those jobs where it's, 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 you don't get a lot of thanks for what, for what you do. It's a very grueling task, it's a very grueling job. Um, what made you want to get into nursing in the first place? So I think I always wanted to be definitely a healthcare professional. I actually, I wanted to be a doctor um, uh, from the time I was little, you know, I had the little doctor's bag and would go around and take care of all my stuffed animals and Barbie dolls. I doc McStuffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that was me. Um, and, but I, I, um, I kind of changed to the idea of nursing as I developed you know, or began to see like what the profession was, was what the differences were. And I wanted to go to school all that time. So, you know, I was like, I, I should be a nurse. And, and so I really love what I do. And, and I can actually prescribe 
you know, with, with the right credentials as a nurse, I can actually become a doctor of nursing. So it's still possible. <laughs> okay. Well, let me not say that too loud because I know rappers listen to my show and I don't want them hitting you up for all random prescriptions for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I get some scissor? No. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, um, but, but making a transition into cannabis, especially being a traditional nurse like yourself, ha- couldn't have been an easy one because cannabis still isn't something that's recognized, you know, within the medical system. Um, what was your transition like into the cannabis space? Like, what made you first think that I should take my talents over to here? Sure. So um, I'll make a long story short because it could be a little bit long, but my grandmother had an aneurysm and um, she came to live with me and uh, she wasn't progressing with therapy. She wasn't getting better. She was, kind of, she was, you know, not walking, not eating, not talking, you know, not engaging with the family. And um, I remembered in prayer God is in the cannabis business because he sure did uh, remind me during prayer. I was like asking how I could help my grandmother. And it came to me that my grandmother used to have to smoke a joint and take a bath just to get her body moving every day. She had, she had told me like, like 10 years before, I never actually saw her or whatever. This was something she did privately, but she had shared that with me. So I was like, okay, we got to get grandma high. You know, that was the extent (laughs) of how I, you know, thought about it, spoke about it, all that. And so, um, we ended up medicating my grandmother with cannabis. Within a month, she was walking with the walker. She was talking, mm. she was eating. She was no longer depressed and withdrawn. Like I had seen such a turnaround. And as you said, being a traditional nurse and I had been medicating people in the community, in our community for years and never really seeing any improvements, never really seeing much else but exacerbations of illnesses, you know, decompensation from psychiatric um, uh, medications and illnesses. So I really um, wanted to find out more about weed, you know, at the time. Um, And I found a school in Massachusetts, uh, Northeast Institute of Cannabis. Uh, They're now closed, but they had this 12 course study on cannabis. They talked about everything from the science of the plant to the endocannabinoid system. Um, to how cannabis is medicine, how to grow it, all that stuff. And, um, but the main thing that engaged me was um, when we talked about the prohibition of cannabis. And, you know, being a girl from the hood, you know, I knew about the war on drugs, but really putting it into perspective that the war, one of the main <laughs> um, ways in which they criminalized our communities was through this plant. Um, and that that led to the destruction of my community and so many communities around America. You know, I just was totally upset <laughs> and, you know, had had decided that I wanted to um, tell my people about what had been done and why and how and really kind of change the way in which people think about the plant. And I also wanted to make sure that people who look like me had opportunities to start businesses in this industry. You know, that was of the utmost importance. Like, how is it that they're gonna use this same plant to criminalize us, tear apart our communities, and now that it's legal and people are allowed to make millions of dollars, we're not supposed to get any of it. Our communities aren't supposed to benefit from it. And so, you know, I, I don't know. And I can't really say prior to this that I was ever an advocate of much of anything, that I was ever, you know, that much of a community grassroots. I I did a lot. And I did, I was a nurse. I worked in my community, but it really um, birthed an advocate in me and really birthed an educator in a new way in me than ever before. And I wanted to just bring this information back 
to the people who I felt needed to hear about it the most, who would benefit not only medically, but also financially, but also on a community level, you know, in, in so many ways. And, um, and so I connected to some really great organizations. Uh, Women Grow was one of them, which really get, you know, gave me yes. a platform and really helped me develop my thoughts and ideas about being in this industry as a nurse, finding a place in healthcare, in cannabis. Um, and um, other organizations like Minorities for Medical Marijuana really connected me to the people and, 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 and provided me with the base, uh, with, with um, the connections in the industry also to really reach out to our community and bring others into our community to educate the community. So, you know, I was just really, really um, engaged uh, with, with the knowledge I had and I wanted to share it. And that's kind of what started everything. That's crazy. So you weren't, mo mo you weren't a grassroots person at all initially, um, but were you a consumer before? Like, were you somebody who partook in cannabis? So not really. Um, being a nurse, I was, um, apprehensive not to say I was ever like oh no I would never I, I never was that person and I had consumed occasionally um prior but um about the time that my grandmother had gotten ill and you know she started consuming I did as well a little bit more because you know I am a mother so I I've always worked but I had triplets um an older oh, daughter wow. Uh, yeah, they're 19 now. So, <laughs> um, and, and so, and I've always worked full time, always had a lot of responsibilities. You need a joint. Yeah. And now, <laughs> you, you need, need a joint. joint. Like, you know, but, but really dealing with some real things that women, especially black, you know, black women have it worse <laughs> out of every other type of woman here in the United States and America, you know, I, as it is, but, you know, to be a black woman, you know, trying to, um, raise a family and a lot of children and, and make ends meet and having, you know, having, I got divorced, um, you know, s somewhere along the way. And so having those issues, I really needed to have some support. I was, I was dealing with depression and put, wouldn't put a name on it. You know, yeah. I had been dealing with PTSD, post-traumatic stress, urban trauma since childhood, growing up in the hood. You Girls know, talk so, about it. <laughs> so, you know, it was definitely um, something that, kind of came as a surprise and really has helped me to live my life and, and be able to juggle and manage all the things that I had. But, you know, I didn't really fully answer your last question. I just remember you asked me, how was it transitioning specifically as a nurse? And it was quite difficult. Um, I really, in, in building my business and becoming more public with my support and advocacy of cannabis and when uh, Canna Health really started becoming popular, I had employer, I had an employer who like basically walked me in the office and was like, if you're going to be talking about this, you can no longer work here. Um, so you have to figure out what's more important to you, your job or what you're doing. And I said, well, what I'm doing is mo more important. And so for a couple of years, like it was really hard for me to find a job to be able to support my business. So, you know, I, I really struggled for, I, I almost lost my home. I definitely got the, the Beamer repoed. Like it was a rough time, like, you know, for me at one point. Um, but I felt it was important. I felt the sacrifice was worth it. And, and so I, I, I pushed forward now. And it's so funny what a difference a couple of years make. Now I'm actually actively being recruited and I, and I'm like, and y'all know 
that I'm in the cannabis industry, right? And I'm going to be, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're fine with that. We, we want to know more. My mother needs some CBD, you know? And so it's, it's really funny how things have changed, but they almost tried to kill me. Look, when, when, when God puts something on you, it's for you, you know, and, and he'll make that lane for you. And clearly he did. So. Yes, absolutely. So uh, let's speak about Canna Health. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Canna Health is an amazing business, you know, and starting a business you just mentioned was is 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 a daunting task overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you speak a little bit more just about being a, a, a black woman trying to start a business like this in a new space, especially such as Connecticut? Like I'm from Boston. I've had to go to Connecticut multiple times in my life. I ain't gonna say I love it, but I ain't gonna say I want to go back. <laughs> what is it like doing all that and 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 trying to manage and trying to create a, the business that you're trying to create in that kind of space? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it definitely can be a very lonely position to be in, yeah. um, and it is not. It definitely wasn't a position where I could get traditional. Um, funds for you know so it took a lot of sacrifice it, it was a lot of it was really really hard and then on top of it you know trying I've never been a business owner so having to learn about running a business and not having you know some communities this is this is part of education like yeah. it, so this is yeah. a, it, it, it's what they pass down from generation to generation this knowledge and that wasn't something that I necessarily knew. Now, I will say, and I just thought about this the other day, my mother um, owned a daycare, but it's a different kind of business when you're home and you're able to, you know, so maybe that sparked the first entrepreneur in me. I, I'm not sure, but it, it definitely was a challenge. Um, I did have great support, though. You know, like I mentioned, those national organizations yeah. who supported me, they made sure that I got in front of the right people you know i i definitely um was able to pull in um my knowledge and start learning actually about um urban trauma and having a bit of a specialty has helped um with building a business too to be able to you know really have an expertise and be able to disseminate information to a community to to encourage them to come and consider canna health and canna health again is a certifying center but we don't just get people their cards. Like we're also diagnosing people with PTSD due to urban trauma. We're sending people to count for counseling, um, you know, and making sure that they're not just medicating or managing symptoms, but they're actually healing from these traumas and, and that people never even knew that they had, you know. So I think because of the fact that number one, I am a nurse. And um, because I have always worked in the community, um, I was already trusted. So that part wasn't difficult, but just maintaining the business, you know, I I really, as I just said, you know, had to do a lot of sacrificing because I did not have any financial support. Um, I, I, um, I had a couple of people try to buy me out on a couple of occasions, you know, and, and that has been difficult, not taking the, the funds, you know, to yeah. do, but knowing that they would not, they would deviate from the mission. And so, you know, really just being able to stand my ground and believe in what I'm doing. Um, and then doing things right too, you know, <laughs> making sure that my business is legal and, yeah. and, you know, that I'm licensed appropriately and that, you know, um, when I hire people, we go through, you know, there are things that I didn't know that I had to learn. And so, you know, I'm just grateful 
for for the people who helped me along the way, but it definitely wasn't easy. <laughs> you know, I like the fact that you 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 explained how Canada Health doesn't just dispense cards. We don't just go there and you know you go there and get your weed cards. You actually help them with different issues. And you mentioned urban trauma. And I spoke about that for a long time. Like I know that growing up in the inner city, we deal with a certain level of um of 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 trauma that we never really ever ever just kind of deal with. You know, like I speak often on my show that the first person I knew who died, well, who who was killed, I was a, I was 13 years old. It was a good friend of mine, and it took me years to realize that people actually just regularly die. Like I, it was, and it took my father when I was 17. As far as I knew, everybody got murdered. You know, like that was just a way of life, and it was supposed right. to happen. Right. Even in case in point, last night we walking away from the studio, we see somebody walking a dog, and I'm with my friend, and I look over, and he pulled a gun out. He thought it was somebody was about to rob us. That's Aww. how we. That's how we think, and I think so. really I don't really think about how urban trauma actually affects us and why we use so much cannabis. Like I think about, I speak to a lot of, when I have MCs or rappers in my studio, I always speak about that. Like, have you thought about why you rap and why you rap about what you do and why you smoke like you do? Because mm-hmm. it could all be connected. Mm-hmm. And that's something really important because there's a lot of um, stigmatization within our community, within, you know, that they, they will say like, oh, you know, he's just a pothead. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's how, that's just a, and, and I have to stop people and say, like, for, like, did you think for a moment, like, what is he medicating? Like, what is going on with this young man? And 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 I too have a similar story where, um, in my my freshman year, someone I had gone to preschool with was murdered, and they shut. And I always bring this up because it's so significant that when it happened, um, they shut the school down. They sent counselors. They had all these things going on. But by the time I graduated from high school, we had had murder after murder mm-hmm. and they stopped sending those support people. They stopped sending those counselors and they stopped canceling classes. And, and we were regular told life. to get on with our mm-hmm. lives and our day as if nothing had happened. Regular life. Trauma. You know, and then I have people who come into, you know, Canna Health to get their certification and they're like, what do I have to say to get a card? I'm like, brother, tell the truth. Like, (laughs) and and I give them the PTSD. uh, We use the um, uh, 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 assessment tool called the PCL5. And it asks questions about different traumatic events that one can experience throughout their lives. And these individuals who look like me and you are literally checking off every box. And as they're talking to counsel, as they're talking to our APRNs, our clinicians that we hire, they're, they're realizing, oh my God, I'm not gaming no system. I really am a trauma victim. And yeah. this is why I don't sleep well at night. Yes. This is why I'm on guard all the time. This is why I'm depressed. This is why I can't maintain relationships. I was about to say, this is why you can't maintain relationships. People don't get that. Like men and black, black men and black women right now are dealing with a lot of trauma that, especially if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you witnessed firsthand. And now we kind of make it into entertainment. And it's, and it's just, it becomes a weird situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. so when you're going through life thinking that, Things that you've experienced are normal, yeah. and and your your reaction to those things or or the the manifestation of those things in your life are just something that you have to deal with. You know, it it we need people saying no, this is not normal. This is not anything you have to deal with. 
domestic violence is not normal. You know, child abuse is not normal. Having people murdered is not normal. Like we need to make sure that we are are showing people alternatives to what was created by the 80s and 90s war on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. When you first got into this industry, was it hard for you to have this conversation with your family about it that you were now, um, you know, leaving, I guess, the good world of being a regular nurse to being a, I'm sure somebody hit you with the weed nurse tab. <laughs> like, like were you, was that hard, a hard conversation to have? Um, I wouldn't say it was a hard conversation to have um, because I've always been the type of person who, like, if I believe in something or I want to do something, I'm just going to go and do it. However, the reception that I received, you know, from it was not always positive. Like, I, I remember I was so heartbroken because a friend didn't invite me to her wedding because oh. she was like, you're just a little too out there. And I was like, wow, I guess she ain't my friend. Like, I thought, Dang. you know, but like, there were a lot of times where, you know, like family members would like question things that I was doing or or why and purpose, what was the purpose, church, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a woman of faith, and, you know, like, I, I would have to, like, explain things, you know, I, I definitely have had a lot of support from the faith community, um, so I'm not saying it was always like that, but there, it, it was difficult, you know, and it's like, why would you want to do that? When you have a perfectly good, you know, career, perfectly good profession, and, and I always, and, and a lot of people are like, I guess it's just for the money, if you do all the sacrifices that I've made, like, if you do the fact that I still work two full-time jobs, you know, just to be able to let my business rock, support my licensees and my partners, you know, make sure I can keep my prices low for patients. Like, it's not about that. It's about our community. It's about seeing the little miracles that we're able to see with cannabis with many people. It's not the answer for a lot of people, but like for me, it helped me manage a very busy life. It helped my grandmother, you know, improve her life. It helps my, you know, having people having their medical cannabis cards alone helps people in our community not to be um, violated for probation and parole, yeah. you know, like it, it, it's just, and, and, you know, it's an alternative. The, our, our elderly in our community, they can't tolerate, you know, these narcotics and opioids and all these other drugs. Like it, and, but they're able to try natural substances and they're interested in that. They're, they're ready for, you know, plant-based medicine. They just need to have access and have information. Got it. You're a rap fan. Who's, who's your favorite rapper? Who's my favorite rapper? Let's see. Well, you know who I'm gonna I'm say is my favorite rap, not of all times, but right now who I'm feeling, I am loving Megan Thee Stallion. Really? I really love what she's doing yeah. as a rapper because she ratchet, I love that. You know, we all have that. <laughs> but I also love what she's doing um, with her voice. Yeah. And how she's speaking for women and she's talking about things that we, aren't heard when we say these things you know like i i had an incident I, I was thinking about this when i was watching her interview earlier and i guess i'm gonna say it publicly i had an incident a domestic violence incident and when the police came they like were at me it's as if a black woman can't be attacked or a black woman has to be a part of the aggression like it, it was just so I, I was like, wow, this isn't helpful. 
you know, but that's what we deal with as black women in America. So I appreciate, you know, her voice. And so I'm going to be feeling Megan today. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, Kiva, I appreciate your voice. You actually was a good pep talk today. I, I'm, I'm going to take some of your words and use them in the rest of my week. Uh, you, it was okay. like a good TED talk. It was? <laughs> it was like a good TED talk. Um, before we leave out of here, I want you to let people know how they can get in contact with you, um, especially if they're in Connecticut area and they want to learn more about um, the options as far as getting an actual cannabis card if they were close to you. Oh, you know what? Before I leave, let me ask you one question. Is there any chance we're going to see you expanding into Georgia? Yeah, we are in Georgia. I, I, where, well, I well, we haven't. So, so <laughs> I, I'm, I've. So, what I do. One of the mm -hmm. things that we didn't talk about was really how um, Canna Health has been growing. Yeah. And from the beginning, I wanted to create an opportunity for people to become owners in the cannabis industry. Um. And so, from the very beginning, I, I, I attempted to create a, a model that could be duplicated by anyone. You know, and, and really have worked hard. We just developed a system. And so, what we do is we license. Um, the use of our brand, our name, our operating practices, and we have licensees who do that and open up in any state that has medical cannabis laws. And so um, I have a licensee who we have gone into contract with who um, will be opening Canna Health Atlanta. <laughs> so go ahead, George Jefferson. <laughs> She's opening them up all across the country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's because our community needs this access yeah. like, you know like before there was a can of health in connecticut people had to drive to some um far off town you know that and had to wait in a line outside just so unprofessional so not healthcare, so not accessible to norm to people that look like me and you and yeah. you you know, for the most part. And so I, I wanted to make that change and the difference. And so we can we can do this in any state that has medical cannabis uh, laws. We make sure that we build into our fee structure, um, a lower costs for people who receive any type of public government assistance, social security, our veterans always have a deep discount. Um, and essential workers were recently just added to our list of those who um, get to pay less because of the pandemic. So many essential workers are now suffering from trauma experience from, you know, having to be out on the front lines caring for individuals. And yes. so because of that, we wanted to give them access as well. Well, congratulations on what you and you. you you and your franchise. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that yeah, that that's dope. Yeah, I did have to hear rumors that you were you were coming down to Atlanta, but I didn't know if it was you physically. So you're 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 gonna have a branch here. When are we gonna see you physically back in the city? Whenever I get an invite, uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting to be invited. <laughs> I feel you, man. We, we got we to gotta work on that, man. You know, especially coming the holidays coming up. We planning this Christmas party. Um, I've been keeping it under wraps for a second. We planning our Christmas okay. parties. It's going to be super late. Okay. I'll come. Yeah, so hey, if, I got nothing to do. I told you my kids are grown. How can people get in touch with you? Like I was asking before, if they wanted okay. to get a card and they were possibly in Connecticut or somewhere else, or if they wanted mm -hmm. to even get involved with you on a franchise level. Mm -hmm. So you can do all of that through my website. Um, and I and I have two different ways you can, if you can't figure one out, you can figure the other out. So I have two websites. Uh, the first is uh, www.gocannahealth, and that has two ends. So gocannahealth.com. And uh, the other website is visit 
canahealth.com. Either way, you'll get me on social media, visit canahealth.com or canahealth on uh, Facebook and we're visit canahealth on Instagram. Uh, so, so if you go on the website though, you can book an appointment, you can find a location near you. Um, if we are in your state, which again, we are in four additional states too. Um, and, and you can actually put in information to uh, look into opening a can of health and becoming one of our licensees. All of that is there. You can read out, read more about me, some of the recent articles that I've been featured in and where we talked about Canna Health and what our mission and goals are. Great. Thank you very much for your time. And I really appreciate that, Kira. It's been a great Thank interview. Thank you. Okay. Right. Talk to Bye. you soon. Oh, that was great.